Hello, hello, hello. I'm Janessa Prudholm, wife, mom, Jesus lover, and your podcast host. You're listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast. This podcast has converted with me from new age to Christian. And the goal here is to help you grow in your faith through Bible studies, testimonies, and real life experiences. At the end of each episode, I sprinkle on a faith-based entrepreneur tip, helping you expand the kingdom through your business. So ex-New Agers, newborn Christians, mamas, entrepreneurs, and those who want to grow in their faith, you have come to the right podcast. Say a prayer, grab your drink of choice, and let's get growing. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to the hashtag create your earth life podcast. I am so grateful for every single one of you who listen to the podcast or share the podcast with your friends and family or give the podcast reviews. These are all things that help the podcast. So I am super grateful. We are almost to 10,000 downloads, which is amazing. And today we're going to be talking about how God prepares us. But first, I would like to go over a few things. First of all, an update. I had my baby. So you may hear him in the background. He is currently napping, but I have a feeling he's going to be up soon wanting to eat his food, um, wanting to breastfeed. And everything went well. If you're curious about how birth went. Basically, my water broke. My body did not go into labor and I waited about 18 hours. I had to get the Pitocin and then five and a half hours later, my little guy was here and it was, it went pretty smooth, um, was not pain-free, was not fast or it was fast once I finally went into labor, but um, he's perfect. He's an angel. My husband and I and my son are all very much in love with him, Um, and it's just the sweetest thing seeing my older son with him. He even uh, saw me doing skin to skin with the baby, and he was like, Mama, what are you doing? And I told him, and he goes, oh, I want to do that. And he took his shirt off, and I put the baby on him, and he did skin to skin with him. It was the sweetest thing ever, and... Yeah, I'm just so grateful, and um, God has given me such an uh, amazing life, and I'm so grateful. Um, So today, when we talk about God preparing us, I'm going to go over some things in the Bible, some stories in the Bible where God prepared people for situations, but I'm also going to share a testimony of how God has prepared me as a stay-at-home mother. Um, It's pretty amazing thinking about the life I've lived and how everything in my life has brought me to where I am today and God has been preparing me all along. And I'm sure you'll be able to relate with that if you don't know what you're doing in life, if you're still like, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Should I be studying this? Um, Should I be doing this? You know, just know that whatever you're doing, God is preparing you for what you're supposed to be doing, even if you have no idea what you're supposed to be doing. And then the second thing I wanted to go over before we dive in is if you have not downloaded the Bearing Fruits Prayer Journal, or if you're a mama and you want to, or 
or a parent, a father, um, and you want to teach your children about God, you want to raise disciples, um, and you haven't downloaded the Planting Seeds 10 Ways to Teach Your Children About God, then definitely download those resources. The Bearing Fruits Prayer Journal um, helps you with prayer, having deeper prayers, talking about forgiveness, talking about helping others. Um, it's just a nice way to write out your prayers and to share your prayers with God, of course, obviously. <laughs> and then um, the Planting Seeds resource also includes a family game, and there's 10 great ways to teach your children about God. They're always I have used with my son, including um, children's podcasts, worship songs, shows that we've watched, conversations we've had, things we've done that have encouraged conversation about Jesus and allowed me to educate my son about Jesus. So if you haven't downloaded the Bearing Fruits um, prayer journal or the Planting Seeds Children's Guide and Game, go into the bio, click on the link and download them. You're definitely going to want them. They're completely free and they are for you. I made them for you. All right, let's dive right in. First, we're going to talk about what the Bible says about preparation. Not specifically what it says about preparation, but stories where God has prepared people. So in the Old Testament, God prepared Moses. His whole life was preparation for saving the Hebrews from Pharaoh. He was a Hebrew baby, and he should have been killed um, because this is when Pharaoh was killing all the baby boys, but his life um, was saved. And then he was raised by the Egyptians. I believe his mother worked for the Egyptians. I actually was planning on looking this up before because I couldn't remember, but I believe his mom worked for the Egyptians and she ended up actually getting to raise him. Um, but they didn't know that he was, she was the mother or he was raised by the Egyptians. You guys can study the scripture and find out. I've read it a couple of times and I just forget. Um, and I meant to look it up, but I forgot. That's okay. But then um, he grew older and saw the Egyptians treating the Hebrew slaves really bad. And then he killed an Egyptian um, and then realized, you know, that's a terrible thing to do. You live with the Egyptians, you work for them, you were raised by them, and then you just killed one. So then he escaped. He became a shepherd, and this is where God humbled him from a life of luxury to a life of living off the land. Then God sent him to tell Pharaoh to let the Hebrews go. And Moses did not feel confident to stand up to Pharaoh. So God prepared Moses with his brother Aaron to help speak to the Egyptians. He also used Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, to help Moses appoint leaders to handle the smaller matters while Moses dealt with the bigger matters once the Hebrews left Egypt. So God prepared him, God provided for him, God was there all along, and that was the plan all along. Um, it's no coincidence that his life was saved, that he was one baby boy that was saved during such a terrible time. He had a purpose, and he didn't know that this was his purpose, but God knew, and God prepared him. All right, and then let's look at David. David fought Goliath, who was over nine feet tall, and David was a child at the time, and he killed Goliath with a rock. Um, 
Well, he didn't kill him with a rock, but he took him down with a rock, and then I think he cut off his head. Um, but God prepared him. One, David had very strong faith, and he trusted in God, and he knew God was going to strengthen him and protect him during his fight with Goliath. But David also was prepared because he had been fighting lions and bears before he fought Goliath. So he was confident, and he was fearless. And he was ready to fight, and he fought him, and he won. And then look at Joseph. All along was the plan for him to be a ruler in Egypt, but the process of getting him there resulted in a lot of suffering. He was sold by his brothers as a slave to the Egyptians. Can you imagine being sold by your own brothers? And then he was placed to be in charge of his owner's household. So he had a position of authority, um, not a huge position, but a small position. But then he was fiercely accused by his owner's wife and sent to prison. So he got sold as a slave, moved up a little, then got falsely accused, went to prison. But then he eventually was put in charge of the prison, which was a larger amount of people than the owner's household. And these people were less likely to cooperate. So these things, being a um, head of the household or... Um, being put in charge of the household and being put in charge of the prison allowed him to gain experience and to prepare him because eventually Joseph um, ruled over Egypt or he helped rule over Egypt. He helped provide food and um, he was side by side with Pharaoh helping him rule the nation. So all along, God knew he was going to be a ruler of this nation, but he had to go through a lot of suffering. And he knew all along from the very beginning, because the reason his brother sold him was because he had told them, I'm going to rule over you at one point. At one point, you're going to bow down to me. And they were like, uh, no, you're my younger brother. I'm not bowing down to you. And they were ticked off. And he was like, no, I had a dream. God told me. And they were like, mm, no. And then they sold him. And it's no coincidence because where he lived, there was no reason for him to go to Egypt. But since he got sold and he was there already, you know, it prepared him. God had a plan and that was the plan. So he got sold to Egypt and then he was already in Egypt and then he was able to work his way up, even through all that suffering, even through false accusations um, and through being a slave, you know, starting off as a slave and everything. So those are Old Testament stories of showing how God prepares people for their purpose of what they're going to be doing. And then in the New Testament, God prepared Andrew and Peter. They are fishermen of the sea and they became fishermen of the world, helping Jesus make disciples. And then God even is preparing us for the end times by sharing revelation with us. He is letting us know that we don't need to worry even during terrible times because he is in control and, and in the end will win against all evil. So everything that's going on in the world, everything going on in Russia, everything going on with COVID, everything going on with mental health, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's people, there's famine, uh, there's people starving. There is um, different diseases. There are people who are suicidal. There are children that are suicidal. It's terrible. It's awful. But we know we have hope because we have Jesus. And we know in Revelation, it says that 
Satan does not win. He does not win. Jesus him go after it, and Jesus wins. So he destroys all evil in the end. And we have that in Revelation. You know, he is preparing us. He's saying, you don't need to worry. There's nothing you need to worry about. You need to keep your eyes and focus on me because we, we win in the end. And just the Bible itself is a book we can read to prepare us for Jesus' return. We know that Jesus is going to be returning, so it's good to be prepared at all times. We should always be sharing the word. We should always be reading the Bible. We should always be praying. We should always be thanking God. Um, and we should always be pursuing a relationship with Jesus because he died for us. He has restored our souls, the ones who have decided to let him into their hearts and um, to accept them as their Lord and save, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, He's done amazing things for us, not just for our soul, but um, I know that when you become a Jesus Christ follower, it is not promised you're going to live a perfect, amazing life, that you are going to have suffering, but I can definitely say he gave me life and that he has changed my life completely for the better. Um, He has healed me from so much, from generational curses, from past trauma, from really bad patterns. Um, he has healed my heart. And uh, before him, I, I had a very broken heart. And I thought about how I didn't believe in love anymore. And I was like, the only love that there is, is the love between a child and a parent. Um, there's nothing else. Love is fake, blah, blah, blah. And then um, I got saved. And then a week later, I met my husband. And yeah, God immediately softened my heart and immediately taught me how to forgive others, um, especially people that have hurt me for many years. And I was able to forgive them because that's what God wanted me to do. And I said, okay, well, if God wants me to do that, then I'm going to do it. And it took a lot of prayer and a lot of repeated readings of scripture, but he has done amazing things in my life and he continues to prepare us for Jesus' return. So those are ways that God has prepared people in the Bible, and God um, is preparing us now. And then I wanted to share my testimony of how God has prepared me to be a stay-at-home mom. I can hear my baby moving around. I think he's going to get up in a minute. Or he's just he's just moving around. Um <laughs> It is the funnest having a newborn around. All right. So everything I've ever done has led me to this very moment. So once I had my older son, um, I always wanted to do something. So it didn't mean I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but I wanted to do some kind of work that I could be with my son. And I remember that three months that I was home, I was searching for something online, like a nannying job that I could bring my son to, and I wasn't finding anything. And it was so hard to leave him. I, I got to be with him for three months, and I was so grateful, but leaving him was the hardest thing I ever did. I went back to my job. I worked at a crisis unit. Excuse me. I went to a, I worked at a crisis unit. I was an assistant supervisor there. Um, I made, you know, for the time, I made okay money. I had full-time hours. I had benefits, and I lasted, like, I think, probably not even a month. And I was like, I just can't do this. Like I can't be away from my baby. So I had the opportunity to work at the daycare. My 
son uh, son went to. And I'm grateful for that, but it it did not last long. I ended up going back to my old job, um, but going down a position, the assistant supervisor position wasn't open anymore. So I had to go back to the position I had started at um, because I had worked my way up from it. So then I have had multiple jobs since then. I, I stayed at the crisis unit for a couple of years. I got burnt out. It's an easy job to get burnt out. Um, there's a lot of people uh, that need help in the mental health field. And it can be, you can easily get burnt out because you want to help and help and help. Um, and it takes a lot of your time and energy and your thoughts. Um, a lot, people go through a lot of stuff and it can be really hard to see. So I got burnt out from that and I left that job um, and I eventually went to college and I studied health science. Um, I had already had my associates in liberal arts with a concentration in psychology and then I went to college to get my bachelor's in health science. I've always loved nutrition. I've always loved to learn about health. I also worked at multiple jobs serving so I served at different restaurants. I think I worked at four different restaurants serving um, people. I at one point was cooking pizzas or making pizzas. That was when I was a little bit younger. Um, And then my most recent job that I had while pregnant was folding laundry at a nursing home. So a lot of these things I did, I was learning about Uh, in college, I was learning about health and I was learning how to take care of my body and learning about how I could potentially take care of my family's body with this knowledge that I have or, or gained. Um, and then I also learned a lot about serving others from the jobs that I've had. And then, um, in high school, I did early childhood development at a vocational school. So, I got to spend a lot of time with babies and preschoolers, and I enjoyed every moment of it. I loved it. Um, I loved working with children. And then I had a job where I was a home visitor, and I went to people's homes, and I taught parents how to teach their kids through daily routines. So instead of making time to, to read a book and to teach them what's in the book, which is great to do, you could also teach your children through daily routine that you have. Like if you're doing the dishes, you could say, oh, look at all this silverware. Let's count it as I wash it. Like there's 10 forks and you count them with them. Um, Oh, look at this bowl. What shape is it? What color is it? You could sing to them while you're doing this. Um, When you're changing their diaper, you can sing to them the ABCs. You can help them count, um, you know, if you have like stars on your ceiling or something like that. So through the things that you're already doing, you can use those times as opportunity to teach your children. So this is what I was doing is teaching mothers and fathers how to teach their children through daily routine activities. And I loved that job. That was a great job. I did not love the paperwork, the office stuff, which is surprising because I do a lot of office stuff now with the podcast. But um, I was always behind on the office stuff. But going to see the parents and seeing the babies and the children, I loved that. So I have been prepared. I have knowledge about serving, about how to take care of my family's health. I have knowledge about children. I have my own child. So I had that experience. Um, I didn't get to stay at home with him 
but I have the experience of taking care of him. And um, now the second time around, I know so much more about taking care of a child. I know how to change a diaper. I know how to give a bath. I know how to hold a newborn. Before, when I had my son, I did not know how to, to hold a newborn. So each of these things and the experiences I had doing these things, childhood education, serving others, and college, all prepared me perfectly for the very moment of being a stay-at-home mom and wife. And I just want to mention that during this time of doing all these things, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I changed my career ideas, my career path, my career choice many, many times. At one point, I wanted to be a nurse. At one point, I wanted to be a doula. At one point, I wanted to be a midwife, a radiologist, a lactation consultant. Um, In each of these things, I had something passionate about them. Like being a midwife, I thought it would be amazing to help mothers give birth. Like how amazing is it to bring a child into the world? It's, it's, it's a miracle. God has really designed our bodies so miraculous. It's incredible. Um, I really, really wanted to be a lactation consultant, but I just never came through with it. And that would be the one thing if I was going to work outside of the home that I would want to be a lactation consultant. That is something like I would probably still do in the future if um, that was something I chose to do, because I love to learn about breastfeeding. I literally get a high off of learning about all the nutrition that is in breast milk, how breast milk is alive, how when your, your child comes in contact with a virus, then their saliva, when they are on the breast, goes into the nipple, and then your body says, oh, your child came in contact with this virus. I'm going to create antibodies and then give them to your child and protect your child from this virus so they don't get sick or so they fight off this sickness quicker. It is absolutely amazing, all the stuff that is in breast milk and how it works and how it's made specifically for your baby. I can go on and on and on about this. So you can see, like, I had ideas and passions, but I never went through with all of them. There were never things where I was like, this is what I'm definitely doing. It was all like, well, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do that. I don't know. I'm just going to go to school. I'm just going to waitress right now. So even though I had no idea what I was doing, God knew, and he used every moment to prepare me even before I knew him because I didn't get to know Jesus until 2020, until August, 2020. That's when I was saved. So praise Jesus, I get to live this life. I am so blessed and so grateful and so thankful that I get to be home with my child and that I get to um, take care of him. I get to take care of the house. I get to take care of my family. I get to prepare meals for them. And I also get to have an online ministry. I get to share God's word. I get to have a podcast and hopefully soon I'm going to be starting a mama group and I'm going to do Bible studies in the mama group and I'm going to have fellowship in there and I'm going to help moms um, support them emotionally, physically, mentally, socially. Um, There's going to be a lot of things in the mama group and I'm super excited about it because I know how hard it is to not have support or to have postpartum depression or to just feel alone as a mother. And I'm going to be home by myself um, as a stay-at-home mom. My husband's been home the past, I guess, and oh my goodness, it's almost been two weeks. Um, so knowing he's going to be leaving, I need to, you know, get in a routine and I need to also have fellowship and I also need to 
have that support from others and I need to keep busy, um, which I will be because being a stay-at-home mom is very busy because you have the child and you got to feed them and take care of them and, you know, all the things. Um, But yeah, so if you don't know what you're doing, and this doesn't mean you're going to be a stay-at-home mom, doesn't mean you're going to have a podcast, could mean something completely different. You don't know what you're doing though. God is preparing you. He prepared the people in the Bible. He's preparing us now for when Jesus comes back. And he is preparing you for whatever it is he wants you to be doing, whether that's some kind of ministry, uh, whether it's some kind of job or career where, of course, you can still be the light and be the salt of the earth and you can still share about Jesus or show people Jesus through you or whether that is being a stay-at-home mama. But I just thought it was so amazing thinking about my whole life and how up until now, God has completely and totally prepared me. And I am just so grateful. And I just want to share that with you guys, that that's my testimony of how God will prepare you for what you're supposed to be doing. And for every experience and step in life, he is with you. He can strengthen you. And he is just a great, good, awesome, amazing father in heaven. And on that note, let's talk about the entrepreneur tip of the week. So this week, I want to talk to you guys about your audience and expanding your audience. So there are many different ways you can expand your audience. And it's important to expand your audience because one, if you have a faith-based online business or ministry, then you want to get to as many people as you can. You want to have as many people watching your information as possible because you want to share God's word. So if you are doing Bible studies, sharing testimonies, you have a podcast, or you have a faith-based product that you're selling, you want to have a large audience. You want to be growing your audience. You want to have a lot of traffic to wherever you are putting this information. And even if you don't have faith-based products or faith-based information, (laughs) faith-based information to share, like I said before, you can still be the salt of the earth. You can still be the light of the world. You can still share Jesus through your words or through your behaviors, through your business. Um, And to do this, we need to have places where people can go. So there are many places that we can put our products and our information, uh, of course, social media, but one important place is a website. So I want to talk about the importance of having a blog. So why should you consider having a blog for your online business as an entrepreneur? It's a great way to grow your traffic and to gain more clients. Um, growing your traffic, you can rank on Google. Google, I cannot talk today. You can rank on Google by using SEO, which is search engine optimization. So when people search something, like say you write a blog post about faith and you write a blog post about what is faith, um, and then someone types in what is faith, your blog post comes up. And then maybe you have a product in there. Bless you. Sorry, that was my my little baby. Um, So then you have a product in there. Maybe you have earrings that um, say faith, or maybe you have a book about faith, and then you can put it in 
side your blog posts. So when people are looking like, oh, what is faith? Oh, this is what this blog post says faith is. Oh, there's a book about faith or there is a um, Bible study about faith. This could help me. And then this is how you gain readers. This is how you gain clients. This is how you gain profit. And if they aren't interested in buying, um, one, you've shared the word, so that's wonderful. And then two, they could be repeat readers. So they might, you know, come back to your website um, and say, hey, they had a lot of great information that was free. I'd like to come back. And then that gives opportunity that maybe you could sell something in the future to this client. So I haven't written on my blog in a long time, but I do have a blog and I'm mostly a podcaster. That's what I like to call myself um, is a podcaster. I do love to write, but I just haven't had time to write on my blog. But what I do is I'll record a podcast sometimes, and then I will take the highlights of my podcast and put it on my blog. So for instance, I've had people on here who have talked about pornography addiction, and then I turned it into a blog basically saying like, these are tips on how to help you if you're struggling with pornography addiction. And so instead of writing out the whole podcast, I just wrote out the tips that the person said on the podcast. Um, So that is a great way to then guide people to the podcast. So when they look up, you know, uh, I'm struggling with pornography addiction, what can I do? My blog post could possibly come up. And then I could also put my podcast in the blog post and then they could listen to the podcast, which then increases downloads on my podcast and then can increase um, obviously the people sharing the word, helping people. And then if I'm selling something or if I want them to be on my email list, they'll hear in my podcast what I have to offer. Also, having a website or a blog is great because then it's one place where people can go and find out information about you, find out your story, your personal story of why you have an online business, what encouraged you, what inspired you, and then they can also contact you because you can put your email there, you can put your social medias there, and then... If you have some kind of coaching or if you have a podcast, you could put a calendar there and they can um, have an opportunity to schedule time with you. You can put your schedule up there and they can say, oh, I would love to talk with them. I would love to do coaching. I would love to be on their podcast. I'm going to schedule a time. And this is um, a great way to connect with others and to have personal relationships with others. And... To start a blog, there is so much information out there. So when I started my blog, um, I was fasting for Lent and I was not using social media because as you guys know, I've talked about my difficulty with social media. And so I was like, I'm going to fast. I'm not going to be distracted. I had no plans of starting a blog. And God was like, "Mm, you're going to start a blog. And I was like, okay. And it literally took me the like whole 45 days to get it set up, to get a few blog posts written, to figure out what theme I wanted to use, um, what web posts I wanted to use, what plugins I should or shouldn't be using, how to customize my blog. It is so much information. And I literally spent hours and hours and hours every day researching. And if you guys are interested in starting a blog, if you don't already have a blog for your online business and you're interested in starting a blog, I took all the information I learned 
through research and all the information I gained through experience and I put it in one place so it will be easier for you guys so you are not spending hours and hours and hours searching and potentially spending money on things like I had to hire someone to help me because there is just so much information and so many things that can go on inside of um, building your own blog website. It's, it's a lot. Um, so I put all the information in one place. It's very detailed, gives you all the information you need. Um, so if you're interested in that, then check out my faith based entrepreneur ebook. I'm going to put it in the show notes, check it out. It has all the information you need so you can start your own blog for your business. So you increase your audience, so you can increase your profit, increase, um, an area where you can have traffic come in and you have something free for people because having something free is important, but it can also encourage them to want to buy from you because once they get to know you and they start connecting with you and they see what you have to offer, they're going to want what you have. And that's super exciting. So I hope this entrepreneur tip helps you today and I hope you guys have the best day ever. Let's pray. Dear father in heaven, Lord, Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for the life that you've given all of us. Thank you for restoring our souls. Thank you for softening our hearts, renewing our minds, giving us each other to have fellowship, to communicate with each other. Um, Thank you for the internet so we can connect with each other even if we are far away. Um, Thank you for churches, that we are able to go to multiple different churches and meet all kinds of different people and know that we have family at each one. And thank you, Lord, for the amazing things that our bodies can do. And thank you, Lord, for our children. And thank you just for your love and your guidance. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. All right, guys, I hope you guys have the best day ever. And I just ask if you could please leave a review if you're using um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or if you're just on some kind of platform where you can leave a review, that would be so helpful. And if you can't leave a review, please share the podcast. And if you would like to connect or you would like me to pray for you, please find me on Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. My handle is at Creator Earth Life.